Resident Evil First Impressions, a new division game, and some wild news from the Epic versus Apple trial on this episode of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, as always, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my co-host, starting off with, in the middle, Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. What's up to... You're in no stay gooping. Stay gooping, stay gooping. And then off to the right here, we got my guy Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. What's going on, boy? What up, man? Uh, same shit, different toilet. You know how it is. Let's yes, talk sir. about these games, fellas. Let's talk, talk about, about these games. Let's talk about these games. Mm-hmm. A lot to talk about. Pretty interesting week in gaming. A lot of a lot of news specifically revolving around this whole big Epic versus Apple trial, but you know, we'll get to that a little <laughs> bit later. But uh let's get it started, you know, guys. What are you guys been playing this week? Chris, I'll start off with you. Um, it's been a pretty light week again for me. Uh, Destiny ain't really been doing it. I'm just kind of waiting till Tuesday. Uh, got a new season kicking off in Destiny, so that's pretty live. Um, Tuesday's gonna be big in general. We got new J Cole and new Destiny. I'm souped. But other than that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really been much of anything. I try to play Outriders. I um, I hit a little bit of a wall. And Outriders, that kind of got me a little frustrated, so I haven't touched that in a couple of days. Um, not necessarily a wall in terms of me having difficulty with the game, but just some of the technical issues with the game are super annoying sometimes. And I, I'm, you know, we went through Anthem, we went through a couple of these other games. It's getting to the point now where if I even go through more than like three, four bugs, bruh, nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, man. It, it, I can't do it, man. It's Anthem really Cyberpunk. Uh, it's too much, too much. So yeah, I had, to, I had to put that down. Other than that, I'm 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 still building these Yu-Gi-Oh decks. Uh, I'm telling you, man, Silver City. He don't even gonna know what's going ahead of me. It's about to be a full whirlwind on this boy. Pause. Nope. Pause. All right, all right. Well, while Chris is doing his Yu-Gi-Oh deck, Manny, what were you doing? Um, I was uh typical week, you know, Warzone on the week. <laughs> Played a little Returnal as well. I got a, I got a straight Returnal. Returnal is like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, You're going to see me I rage a lot. That. I would like I'll, to I'll, I'll definitely put that on my stream list. Um, but I've been playing that. I've also been streaming Warzone, of course. Actually, Friday, I actually got raided for the first time. And it felt good, you know what I'm saying? The person was like, hey, I got a gift for you. And I was like, oh, I like gifts. So, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? He came up with 18 viewers. They popped in the stream. And it was a pretty nice stream. Um also play Resident Evil Village, which just came out recently as well. Played a couple hours of that. Um, definitely will be playing more. To, but, you know, of course, we'll talk about it in the episode. For sure, for sure. Hey. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I pretty much, I've been playing three core games. Um, been playing Returnal. Oh, man. I have so many thoughts on Returnal now. It's such a good game. It is, like, an amazing game. But it is a lot to deal with. Like mm. it's not it's not something you can sit down and just like play for a long period of time, like mm. maybe two sessions. Because when you die, like oh yeah, it starts you back. Yeah, 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 like, yeah forgot. Like, yeah, 
it just it's soul sucking uh, that way. Like yeah, like you get mm-hmm. through this whole thing you've been playing for like an hour or two hours, whatever. You ain't die yet, and then boom, you die. You have to do do everything all. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Uh, I heard there's some crashes going on with the game too. That's yeah. causing people to have to go back with that, and that's yep. no way. Bueno. Yeah, there's but. a lot of a lot of big issues. Save files being lost altogether, so some people had to restart the whole game. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting time with Returnal. Like I I admit that it's a really really good game, like an excellent game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can only play it in, in spurts, and I I don't know if I would ever recommend spending seventy dollars on that game. But it is a really good game. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, my bad to cut you off, but I remember I was playing the other day and, like, I was, like, had a little bit of health left and I had to clear up all these enemies and I finally cleared up the last one and killed them. And my dumb behind was like, all right, I'm going to go to his body and pick up the loot. And the body exploded and it killed me. <laughs> and I was like, what? you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know? There was one moment. <clears throat> so you know how, uh, you know how when you go to pick up, like, certain, um, I forget what it's called, but there's these gold things mm-hmm. like they're like a, a chunk, like a big rock of it. And sometimes if they're in certain locations, you go to pick them up. The ground collapses underneath you and you go to the secret location. OK. I was like well into my playthrough, like in at the Red Planet um, or like the Red World, I guess the other side of the world that you're on uh, did all this different shit. My health was low. And I was like, I just need to scavenge for stuff at this point. So I, I'm like, I go find that thing. It drops me down. Typically, when you go to those secret locations, it's usually a good thing. It's not very often that you're going to, like, die or have something hurt you. My ass happened to find the one, the one location where I was surrounded by these, like, bars, these um these lasers that I couldn't get through. So lasers on each side of me, I drop in. And, like, you can push through it, but it takes away a little bit of life. And I think that was what they wanted you to do. But I already had a little bit of life, so I couldn't mm. do anything. So I'm sitting there, bro, dead ass for, like, 20 minutes just looking around. I'm like, I, I can't lose this playthrough. Can't lose this playthrough. I've already been playing for too fucking long. It was so <laughs> stressful. Looking around, I'm like, is there a way to shoot this so that I can get through? Eventually, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Let me just see what happens. And I tried to dash through. Sure enough, died. Turned the game off. I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. It's a great game. Man, it's stressing me the hell out. But mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, I've been playing Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. My God. That game deserves every bit of recognition it's gotten so far. Definitely game of the year from last year. Like, oh, man, the story, it hurts. I'm not done yet. Um, I got through, like, the major plot point that happens in the prologue and... Let's just say my heart hurts. I was raging afterwards, bro. I was ready to like go in, just kill everything, everyone. And then funny enough, after that, I went and played. Um, So I also been playing Resident Evil. So like immediately afterwards playing that, I was streaming that. And like that mindset of like revenge, like I just want to kill everything. Like it was just with me and Resident Evil. just ready to shoot every freaking werewolf that was out here. But yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Resident mm-hmm. Evil for sure. But those, those are the three that I was definitely playing this week. Um, So again, Returnal. Last of Us Part Two and Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's get into let's get into the favorite section. Chris, what's going on, man? Warm it up, bro. All right, I gotta try something different this time. It's gonna be some. Uh, actually, let's see if you guys see what I'm doing here. 
Ja, ja. Ja? Oh Gott. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I'll be switching it up for y'all, man. Y'all better, hey, listen. You better stay on your toes. Y'all know what kind of icebreaker I'm bringing up in this motherfucker. Anyways, ah, that was nice. That was nice. I feel good about that one. Icebreaker for the week. Yeah, already. So, um, one thing in gaming that has seemed to have gone wayside over the last few uh, maybe I want to say five plus years. That's probably a good estimate. Couch co-op gaming has kind of definitely... It's not really a thing like that anymore. Even the idea of buying a physical game and loaning it to a buddy, like, oh, you never played that? Play this. Go ahead and do it. All that's kind of gone. So I guess my question for this week is, do you think there is a way to revive the couch co-op <clears throat> style of gameplay and if so what do you think it would take you know now granted it's probably a weird question too because we're still in the middle of corona and all that bullshit but uh, (laughs) y'all know what i'm trying to say let's just act like this isn't going on and like stuff was just regular for a second yeah what would it take to kind of bring us back to wanting to go over to homies crib because i remember too man when you get a new console back in the day, it was almost imperative on day one, get the console, a couple games. Uh, memory cards were big back then, so you needed a memory card. And then you needed to get two controllers, right? It was always, I need, need two. Even with that, it's not so much of a thing anymore. Like, some people still get the two controllers, but it's not really a big thing. Mm. So, yeah, like, what do you guys think would... Uh, bring that back because i got a couple of ideas they would have to be really creative but i i got a couple of uh i mean hey why don't you start it off then um honestly i think there's a couple of really cool ways to kind of set up pvp or br games with a co-op couch style thing going on i really kind of feel like um there's a couple games back in the day that used to kind of do a split screen thing where, like, you have two controllers, you have that side, the right side, I'll have the left side or whatever. And even in certain games, they would put you guys in different parts of the, the map, almost kind of like how it is on the medium, right? Um, I think there is something there where you can kind of make a co-op in a 2v2 mode or a 4v4 mode or something like that, where obviously it would have to be in twos because of a pair thing, where that could... I think it could work in some scenarios, man. Especially... um. In like a, like a, a BR sense because that's different. If we have a BR that's in a duos mode and it's a split screen thing, and we both load into this map, and I start on one side of the map, and then you have to start on like the other side of the map, and like say we have to converge or some shit like that. Like that's a different style of what we're used to, and that, that's the kind of where I'm getting at. Where I kind of think like that kind of stuff. Nobody's knocking on that door. And granted, again, it's kind of like something nobody really cares about, but I think it could be cool, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's that's like one idea I kind of had with that. Um, bad bad choices with that was when they tried to do it with fighting games and they used to do the whole thing with the split screen. That was horrendous. Never do that ever again. <laughs> ever again. That was really, really bad. I remember Dragon Ball had a game like that and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? You guys have any like weird ideas that that could maybe work with that? Uh, 
Manny, you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. No, I know it's a weird is, question this week. It's weird. The problem is, is like you know, like you said, with you know, Corona and like now everything being online, it's like it's hard to get that minus phone. that goop, minus the Corona. All right, Just but like, so we live in an age where it's like all multiplayer, so I kind of find it hard to believe that there will be a revival of couch co-op. I mean, I remember even last generation of consoles where they like even Halo tried to eliminate Halo. Uh, split screen which they actually did i don't think split screens in halo 5 but like you know what i'm saying it's just like you know like i i know people were complaining about all oh, why take out split screen but like in the end yeah the people complaining probably were never even going to play split screen anyways it's just like <clears throat> it's hard like i mean yeah there is some games where you could like you know go over to homie's house and you know have that little couch co-op like mario party and stuff like that but like you know what I'm saying? It's like those games make sense, but like if you're gonna have a game like a shooter where it's like you gotta take up half the screen space, it's it's kind of like challenging and really not worth it in a sense. Like at that point, I mean we live in the age where it's like gaming can be somewhat cheap. You can get a TV for cheap nowadays, you can get you know what I'm saying, like for example, Modern Warfare or like Warzone. Warzone's in last generation, you get a last gen console for cheap. And stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I could two, share two different consoles and play together, but I just don't see the fact that um, you know, couch co-op would be like, you know, its own thing like it used to. And it, I mean, it's, it do sucks because, like you said, you know, what I'm saying it's not touched upon as much. But I, like I remember a couple of weeks ago when I went to my cousin's house and we're all just chilling, playing Gang Beast, and like you know, just chilling on the couch and everything like that. Like that kind of stuff is fun, but like it's just you know, like. Yeah, I did that like once in like the last five years. <laughs> I got a question for you though. Like, so what do you think of it was a situation where you had the split screen thing, but then like the like say Microsoft, for example, might take advantage of the X Cloud thing and then you're using your phone almost in a sense instead of the screen screen. You know what I'm saying? You think something like that would work, or you think that's like not not it? Yeah, but then it, but would it take out? Wouldn't it take away the purpose of a couch co-op though, or split screen? Because yeah, like, all right, I can play much. Well, yeah. Technically, yes and no. But if they did something where maybe they, I don't know. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah, it's hard because you know, like you said, it's it's just something that we don't see anymore. And you know, say so like, like I said, I mean, it is fun. Like you know, when you do like occasionally have that you know group of friends that are over and you're just playing games like mario party or smash or gang beast and stuff like that but like i said it's just it's not practical anymore because like especially when you get older in life and you just gotta work and everything like that like maybe if you're a younger kid then maybe yeah it makes sense because you go over to your friend's house but like you know as like i said as you get older it's it just it's not as practical as it used to hmm. so i would say in my opinion the the couch co-op genre it still it still has some validity, right? But it can't exist without some component of online co-op, right? Like no developer is going to go out of their way to make a, a only co- a couch co-op game nowadays because it just doesn't make sense. And as, and I understand that Chris you're saying like, you know, if corona wasn't around, but like realistically it is and it's going to affect decision making for quite some time like i i think it's less and less likely that developers will start to make just solely couch co-op like components to a game also you have to think about it too like couch co-op it 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 uses up more resources than to play online co-op right you're if we're both playing an online co-op game my xbox is rendering 
you know, my portion of the game, your Xbox is rendering your portion of the game, and then the online system is what brings us together, like the servers and cloud and all that stuff. <clears throat> when you think about like being on the same Xbox, like, okay, so now I have to render two different environments and then split the screen and basically have all that stuff running simultaneously. Like, I think it takes up certain resources. So when developers are kind of thinking about <clears throat> that process, like, I think that stuff might come into play. But with that being said, I have to shout out uh, Hazelight Studio, the guys who made um, It Takes Two. They made um, Brothers, a, two, a Tale of Two Brothers, I think it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then um, also A Way Out. Like all of those games, heavy co-op uh, components to it, does couch co-op, does online co-op. I think those experiences make a lot of sense. But like, I, I feel like if you're going to make a game like that, like co-op has to be woven into the fabric of the game. And I think you may see more of those because of the su- success that Haze Light has. But I don't know if it's going to be like a revival of the genre, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks because, you know, like co- college co-op's great, right? Like, you know, it, it, Manny, you even mentioned like as, as people get older, like I, I think college co-op is viable in every portion, every facet of life, right? If you're a kid, you have a friend coming over, you know, you're, you're playing with your friend, you're playing with your parents, you know, on the flip side of that, if you are an adult, like you have friends, you know, your spouse, your kids, you want to play games with them. Like there are uh, scenarios where couch co-op can work in every facet of life. I just think games aren't like, it's just not their focus because the way storytelling is set up nowadays, the way the focus on multiplayer, like, you know, also, like I said, the, the resources from the system, also just the studio's resources themselves, right? Like being able to go out of their way to make an experience like that. Like, how do you monetize that? Everything nowadays is all about monetization. <laughs> how do we monetize for the long term? So I don't know if your BR um, situation, Chris, could work out, but, you know, obviously BR multiplayer, that's like the stuff that people really care about. So I don't know if there's some way around that. I, I really couldn't think of a way where it would work well. Um, you mentioned, you know, the, the whole like phone thing, and I'm not sure if you meant like X cloud is in like, you're playing, like I'm playing my game on X cloud while you're playing on your TV, because then that's still not really couch co-op. No, no, no. Yeah. Then that's not what I meant. I meant more like if there's two people and they're both playing an X cloud co-op game, then maybe there could be a way for them to set up, uh, how do I put this? a main screen where things are happening for both folks because of what both of them are doing individually on their phones. So that's where I was like, I don't know. It's more like a, like a shared campaign experience almost in a sense, but like you have to do things on your end. I have to do things on my end. And then it brings up this main thing. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but no, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, so that's where I was like, I don't know if that could work. Uh, so, I'll 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 throw out a scenario and I it, I think it like weaves into what you're talking about a bit. So, um do you guys remember the Xbox Smart Glass app? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah. Yeah, like the Smart Glass app would like talk to certain games and like let's say you were playing GTA 5 or whatever, um Smart Glass app would give you the map of GTA 5 in real time on your phone or your tablet or something like that. Then there was the other side of it where <clears throat> Smart Glass also would hook into certain games i forget which game it was i want to say it's battlefield where like so you you had your squad right and like there's four people in your squad and then let's say you had somebody who was the commander of the squad and they were playing on on like smart glass app or something and they could control like okay the squad goes here 
Um, I'm going to drop a nuke here or bombs here or whatever, what have you. Like I could see some version of that experience, like what you're talking about, Chris, where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, the the main game is happening on the screen, but like, you know, I'm on my phone and you're on your phone and you're controlling this experience because you have these responsibilities. I have these responsibilities. I don't know how it would work out necessarily, but I think I could see what you're getting at. Like Mm -hmm. there being some way to incorporate that type of stuff into a co-op experience. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I hope that developers are thinking about those that type of stuff because they're they're kind of hard questions, right? Like, yeah. a how do we monetize this because this doesn't really seem to be something that people care about as much, you know? Like again, yes, people like all the haze light stuff, but outside of that, you know, that type of stuff hasn't really been particularly popular. I could see yeah, it's pretty niche. Yeah, it is like very niche. I could see like an experience where like, Returnal is a game that I think would benefit from a. An, like a co-op component. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still finding a way to keep the story alive and like, you know, keep, make sure that everything that's happening makes sense. I don't know. It's just, it's such a, that's like a, a great question. You know, like uh, I'm glad that you brought it up because it's interesting <clears throat> and I don't know if there's like a good answer. Good. I was going to say, you know, if they're going to bring back couch co-op, I feel like the only right game to do it, you know, for Microsoft is to bring back Future Frenzy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> See, you just said the wrong game. I thought you was going to say Banjo-Kazooie or something. What do you mean? Because Future Frenzy is like that party game. It's, you know it's what I'm a great party game, but I don't I don't consider that like a co-op game. That's a party game. Like, I, in my but opinion, I mean, still, I mean, okay, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, but don't get it twisted. Like, obviously, I've been, you know, one of the people banging the desk for a Fusion Frenzy game. I just don't consider that co-op. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a great party game, and I want that for sure, hands down. But, like, you know, when I think of a, a co-op experience, I think of something like, you know, we're playing through a story together, like a Gears of War or, you know, all that stuff. You, yeah, you, Gears of War used to be couch co-op, and I don't think it is now. I think they, I think they did for mm. five, I think, because I remember they got a lot of Blacklash and was like, okay, we're going to put it for Gears. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, and it's it's tough because, again, like, yeah, people vocally say they want that couch co-op stuff. But when it comes down to it, like, how many of mm-hmm. us are actually using that? You know, I I definitely utilize it because I like to play a couple games with my wife here and there. But, like, realistically, you know, like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much playing online with you guys all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Man, right. For sure. Nice, you know, ASMR icebreaker, Chris, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, Yo, my guy out here. I was just hoping that people caught that. You know, I was just trying to do it subtle. You know, I was trying. To, I was trying. My boy said, <gasps> "No, he's trying. I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, I you know, a little something." So, oh man, I respect it though. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's dive into the topics for this week, as we always do. So, uh, you know, everybody, burn man hands. Manny, you got to do it too. <laughs> oh, that was unison. That was great. Love it. I love it. All right, All right, so let's start it off, man. So, uh, so Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village. Y'all know how I feel about mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Love me some Resident Evil. It's finally oh. here. It's yeah. <laughs> Why you doing it's, it's, yeah. Hey, man, it's the same concept. Which uh, made our souls. <laughs> well, either way, Resident Evil Village finally came out this week. Um, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I, I haven't gotten a chance to play too much of it, but. Uh, what I have played so far, I definitely have to say I like. Um, but, you know, before I, I really d- dive in and give my little two cents here, Manny, I know you were playing it. I know you were streaming it. Mm-hmm. What do you think so far, bro? 
Hey man, I, I, the game is beautiful, definitely. I mean, you know, <laughs> the fact that you know ray tracing is enabled and everything like that. I have like the game just looks beautiful, man. Like sixty frames most of the time on uh, what is it called? Uh, Ray tracing. I know I've seen Digital Foundry's video on it, and they're like, there's like this one lake part that, you know, maybe dips a little bit, but other than that, it's like a pretty solid 60. And then, you know what I'm saying? Everything looks good. The textures and everything like that. Um, you know, so far from what I've seen, the enemies are, you know, the like things. I don't really like them, but. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, man, I mean, I it's it's different, you know what I'm saying? Because like before Resident Evil is like, you know, this is all zombies, like, you know, slow paced zombies walking at you and everything like that. But now it's just like, you know, what I'm saying? you got these lights that just like we run up on you sometimes. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I love the environment too, like the village and the castle and everything like that. The village is like, you know, got that like. Like, yo, what, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, going to castle, this castle looks so nice inside. Everything looks so mint, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I, you know, from what I'm playing so far, it's really great. Um, you know what I'm saying? Still, still interesting on, you know what I'm saying, the story on, like, how everything got to where it's at. But, you know, I'm sure as I play and complete the game, I'll, I'll figure out what, why everything's happening. But... I'm telling you, I already know. I already know how. I already know how. Everything right. always goes back to uh, it umbrella. Always to umbrella. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yeah. always. Mm-hmm. One way or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope they switch it up on me, you know, this time. Maybe they heard, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, everybody knows. It always goes back to the fucking T-Virus. Well, let's switch it up on y'all. I hope so. Capcom, switch it up on us, please. <laughs> please. I'm begging you. I mean, I, I still love your games. I'm, I'm still loving Village. I love the village in particular. Like it, you know, we talked about it before, but it gives you such Resident Evil Four vibes. Like mm-hmm. my my guy Manny was stressing on stream, you know, because I I had I had him playing a, a, the harder mm-hmm. difficulty. We're fighting know. for that. <laughs> oh, my guy was uh, getting stressed out by them likings. Yo, but one thing I will say about that Manny was like that whole time, like so. Just just to set up the situation for you guys, Manny was playing on hardcore. Um, and I, I, play, mm. I was playing on standard. Manny gets to a particular part in the game where he's getting overwhelmed by the lichens. And really the difference between hardcore and standard is that there's just significantly more lichens. And the mm. game, like, I have to say, like, it really held up. Like, you weren't dropping frames or anything. Like, it was, it was really holding steady at 60 frames, you know, with ray tracing on while you have all these freaking lichens running at you and you're shooting barrels and blowing shit up and mm-hmm. like I, I i have to say like i was pretty impressed with the, the quality of the game i know digital like you mentioned digital foundry did a whole breakdown on it and they they had pretty high marks for the xbox which is what we're playing on the xbox version of the game mm-hmm. generally holds pretty steady at uh 60 frames playstation version as well playstation dips you know a little bit more but generally speaking like pretty pretty good implementation of the game so i have to say i'm pretty impressed um mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know the only difference is when I was looking at DS video, they were saying like how like PlayStation, there's literally no load time. It's just like the screen goes black and then you're in the game. Yeah. And it's like or Resident Evil on Xbox is like there's like that little two second loading time. But like, you know, that's not, you know, I'd rather take the performance over the frames because like, um, you know, like both of them do hold up really good on ray tracing off. But like with ray tracing on, like I think. You know, like you mentioned, uh, PlayStation just dips a little bit more, and 
you know, I, I'll, just, I'll just take the performance any day. But yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's crazy though because they literally, it literally is just like a two second difference. You know, it's it's like insignificant. Mm-hmm. But when I was playing, <clears throat> like I think I had died or something, and I was reloading the game in, and I was like my brain still hasn't switched over to this SSD mode, right? Like I died mm. and I picked up my phone and I'm like scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, why the hell hasn't this game started up yet? Oh, I have to hit X. It already loaded up. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's funny how that works, man. It's funny how that works. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Chris, I know you haven't played it yet, but you know, I know you've uh, seen a couple things here and there. What are you thinking so far about the game? Nah, I mean, from what I see, it looks pretty cool. Um, I So, my question though, did they replace the zombies with the lichens or is there a mixture of the two in the game? For this, the way the story's set up, it's just lichens right now. Lichens um, and vampires. But like Wow. Oh. So that's gotta be a whole nother damn dynamic then to uh Okay. Alright, huh? huh. I I might actually be slightly more interested in this than the older games, just strictly due to the fact that it's got vampire involvement. Ah. Uh, Love me some vampires. Yeah, it's got like a very vampire feel for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Type of, yeah, it's weird. Huh, that's interesting. So, yeah, no, like, looks good. Um, I'll eventually probably play it at some point. I I have a feeling what I'm end up doing with these other evil games is uh, stacking them all up and kind of going one after another, kind of almost like a binge video game session. Um, because I, I, I want to start back from the very beginning, but that's going to have to wait for a rainy day or something. Mm-hmm. We'll see when that happens, but... I think you should um, just jump yeah, in that huh? 7, bro. I think you should just jump in that 7. But I want to know the full story, I and mean, I want to play through the full story. It's, you know it's set up... Wanna... It, I, okay. It's set up in such a way where if you never played anything, you could play 7 and be, like, 100% fine. Mm-hmm. There's almost no, with the exception of like a couple of things, there's almost no like reference or connection to the prior games. Like they, they use seven as a reset and then there's like maybe a mm-hmm. moment or two that happens and it's like, all right, this is how you tied it back together. But like, it's like. So reset in a sense of like, like the shit before seven isn't canon anymore or like reset in terms of like, just like a reboot. It's still everything that happened is it still matters. It just mm-hmm. like I, I don't, it's like I can't explain it without spoiling it. But it's just <laughs> like it, let's just say it's just like a new universe, not a new universe because still everything's still in the same universe, but new like storyline. You know what I'm saying? Like like for example, you got like you know the trilogy of um what's the game called? Like um trilogy of Halo. You know what I'm saying? Like the first three is like okay, the first three and everything that happened after that. Is like four and five is different, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can still play four and five without playing the one, two, three, even though you should play one, two, three. But like, it's just like a different kind of like arc, I guess you could say, in a sense. So the characters and shit that are going on in these newer games aren't necessarily too tied to there's, like the ones from the older games. There's I'm, there's a soul reference to one character, but okay. as soon as seven hits off, everything that happens in seven, like. If you never played a Re- if you played a Resident Evil game before, you're still like I was. You're still sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? Because mm-hmm. I've played a good amount of them, I just never beat any of them. That's that's what it is with Resident Evil. Yeah. Like four, I, I played. 
I want to say maybe half of four a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new booty with some of that shit for mm-hmm. sure. But, mm. all right, huh? Let's see what's good with seven. Then I just I hate just jumping into shit, not knowing anything. It just always annoys me. I, I think so, seven uh, is is a good game for it though, because it's literally mm-hmm. designed for you to just not know what the fuck is going on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like like okay. it's such a it's such a departure from and I, and this is what I like about eight as well, right? Like it's such a departure from what we knew about Resident Evil, like zombies and this that and the other. Like it's like everything you knew about Resident Evil, forget that shit because it doesn't matter here. Doesn't matter in eight either, really. Like, mm-hmm. it, so eight is a continuation of seven, but like it, it almost just the same way where you're like, "What the fuck is going on here? This is not Resident mm-hmm. Evil that I know." Like it just, it's the same type of pivot. Um, that's why I, I tell people like seven's not a bad game to jump back into. It really mm-hmm. is. And seven was what the Biohazard one. Yeah, well, they're all, they're all called Biohazard. Like mm-hmm. they're technically all called Biohazard in Japan. Like it's. But they they call this one Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. I don't know why they do that because the game is literally called Biohazard in Japan. It's always been, mm-hmm. like way oh, back when. Yeah, so yeah, I guess in Japan it's just Biohazard Seven Biohazard. Like I, or, <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. They wrote it twice on. This makes no sense. But uh, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely play Seven. It's on Game Pass, man. I ugh. Guys. Yeah, because it's not a bad way to start. You can play seven, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to spoil anything in the past. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about spoiling the past. I want to learn about the past. But, but it's but it's not even like, it's not even like you need, you don't need any of that knowledge to go into this game. Like, nothing about the game is going to, like, there's no callbacks other than maybe one or two things. And even those one or two things are so minute that, like, you have enough knowledge about what's going on in the game that you'll know what's happening. Like, it's not like I need to know what happened in Chapter 2 of Resident Evil 4 to understand this reference. Like, there's there's none of that happening right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, you you have the, everything that you need to know to play 7 and understand what's happening. Keyword is right now. See? Resident Evil 9 comes out, and then that's when they want to do all the callbacks, and I'm going to be sitting there I'm sure. looking like a... I'm sure. Like a confused Bob, not I'm, knowing what the hell's going on. I'm sure you can just watch your two-hour video of recaps of Resident Evil. Yeah, be fine. You, you can do that too. But I think seven is a good place to start. And then when you, you know, when you have time or the the resources to go and buy one, two, three, four, you know, then you can do that. But seven's on Game Pass now. I think it's a perfect game to jump into. Like I, I want to see you streaming that, bro. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been saying this for forever. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. that game in particular that is scary as shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all you all day. Speaking of scary though, like it's it's funny because they talked about the developers talked about how people complained about how scary seven was, so they like toned it down with eight. Oh wow, which is interesting because I do. <laughs> I was, I was annoyed. Way. Yeah, it's a little annoying. I but like I do feel this way about eight. Like I'm not I'm not scared yet. Like there was a couple like jump type things. Although I do hear there's this one moment in the game that like people who've been playing the game for years said they like really scared shitless on so i'm looking forward to that but um mm-hmm. but yeah apparently it's not particularly scary but you know we'll, we'll see yeah I, I was a little disappointed when i heard that and like you know like you said i was able to run run through it on stream just like you know nothing because like i mean i understand it's like all right you get so scared of a game but like that's the sole purpose of the game you know what i'm saying it's supposed to be scary <laughs> if you're complaining about it then don't well i think you know you I don't want to be like don't play but like yeah yeah exactly i think i think for me though I think 
the thing that makes a game scary or not scary, sorry, is more like my ability to fight back. Like, for example, The Last of Us. Realistically, The Last of Us is kind of like it's a survival horror game, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't people don't think of it that way. They don't think of it in the same realm as the Resident Evil or whatnot. It's more action adventure than anything to most people in their mind. But realistically, you're dealing with these zombies and like clickers and situations where these motherfuckers will kill you like at the drop of a hat and you have to be quiet and this that and the other things can make, jump out at you so on and so forth but you always have the ability to fight in literally every situation like you can punch you can kick you can shoot whatever so like it takes that scare factor down a little bit and i think that's really all they do with resident evil right like the situation is still scary as fuck but like you have a gun almost every time so mm-hmm. at least so far you have a gun every time or some ability to run or move or do something. So like it takes down the scare factor a bit, but with seven, there's a lot of situations where you're just like, you're roughing it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't got no and then there's like a lot so far, a lot more puzzles to you have to figure out on seven. Right. Like compared to what I've seen, like yep. where if you don't read the notes and you're like, you're kind of like screwed. Right. But. Yep, exactly. Mm. So I think that's, that's the big difference, but, um, but yeah, chat people in the comments watching, Yo, let us know if you guys want to see May 25th out here, Resident Evil 7. Because I know yeah, I, I want to see my pain. <laughs> yo, just play. Yo. You know, ain't it on Game Pass? Oh. It yeah, that's what he was just saying. It is yeah. on Game Pass. Yeah, man. So Let's move on to the next topic, though. We'll, 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 we'll get back to Resident Evil another time <laughs> once we finish that up. We still got some, some gaming to do with that. Um, but yeah, we got a new game this week, guys. A new game announcement. It's kind of interesting, definitely something that you know we, we want to talk about and, and dissect together because I think I don't really understand it and I don't know how you guys feel about it. But the division, we're getting a new division game. Ubisoft announced the division Heartland, which is uh I guess essentially a spin-off game of the division. Um it's actually being made by Red Storm Entertainment, uh, whereas the, the traditional games are typically made by Massive Entertainment. Um so it's gonna be a free-to-play <laughs> game set in the division universe. And uh, the company also announced a mobile game that's supposed to coincide with that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really all the information we got on it. We don't really know much about it. Um, we don't know if it's a story-based game, if it's multiplayer, if it's Battle Royale, um, which I think is weird to not necessarily point us in that direction with an announcement. You know, in my opinion, I feel like the best way to announce a game is with a trailer to give us a feel for what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. you know like just announcing a game in a press release seems weird especially a couple weeks let's say a month before e3 you know like why not just wait till e3 have your little press conference i don't know i think it's weird but um but you know what do you guys think about it here uh manny i'll let you start off yeah i was gonna actually say too and i agree with what you just said the fact that e3 is like you know around the corner just showing the trailer for it um unless you know <laughs> Ubisoft has a lot of stuff to show for E3 that they're not going to show, you know, whatever uh, this next division free to play is supposed to be. So, um, you know, hopefully they bring another splint. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting how, uh, you know, I was looking at the timetable they have uh, in the article too, how like, you know, they got the new free to play division, not free, yeah, free to play division game. And then, you know, above it, which is like past Division Two, um, past it is Division Two content, and it's like, you know, I it's cool for a new game and everything like that that will be free to play. Of course, don't get me wrong, but I was like thinking, I was like, 
how come it can't be like in the same uh like you know saying like oh make division two free to play and then here's your division two content and this and that and then that opens up to more people playing and then maybe that free to play content you know what I'm saying will be free to play <laughs> but um yeah i i mean I, we know it could be like a different game of course too you know like it could be like a spinoff like we met, uh talked about before the show so you know definitely you know hopefully we see like a you know maybe a teaser trailer or something on e3 which is in the month i believe so yeah real quick before before we get to um chris i actually do think that the game will end up being free to play or or it's gonna end up in game because yeah i mean it, it to me it seems like the whole point of this announcement is to talk about how they want to expand the division universe and they want to get more players and they want to get more eyeballs and so on and so forth i feel like it makes sense to put the game to make that game free to play and the only reason why you wouldn't make it free to play is if you worked out some sort of deal with Microsoft to put it in Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, you know, all those rumors that have been circulating around Ubisoft partnering with Microsoft to put more of their games in Game Pass or put almost all of their games in Game Pass, similar to what EA Play has been doing. I feel like that could, you know, lean into mm-hmm. that uh, rumor. But, you know, I don't know. Just just a thought. But, uh, but yeah, Chris, what do you think about the news? Um, and I could be off on this, but I kind of am getting, I'm getting the vibes like how we got them when, um, when Warzone was about to drop. Now, I'm not saying that this is about to be a BR because I don't know what they're doing, but it, the way how they're describing things, and it's very vague, but it comes off a lot like how they did with when Warzone was about to drop with me with Modern Warfare, because you had COD, Modern Warfare, and then technically Warzone is considered its own game, but it's in a modern warfare universe. So, And then the fact that it's free to play to me is also very telling because I don't see a lot of just story-based games being free to play. Nine, nine times out of ten, if it's a free to play game, it seems as though there's a PvP aspect to it because there's if it's free to play, I almost always next thought battle pass. That's always my next thought. And if there's a battle pass, that means that there's a aspect of it that's PvP oriented because I don't see battle passes in story-based games either. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I think it's either going to be a BR or it's going to be some sort of, I don't know, maybe it's a 3v3 PvP thing like what uh, Apex just did. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's, it's, I can't see it being anything other than something like that. Strictly just due to the fact that, because they easily could have just called it its own game if they wanted to. Why would they tie it to Division and do all this extra shit? just to do that I, there's there's something cooking up in this game and i don't know if they're gonna make it where like you know you can use your guns that you got in division because it's a looter shooter maybe they want you to do stuff like that i don't know but there's something that they're doing that's tied to the two and it's very 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 much reminded me of god um and that's 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 what i'm getting from this dude free to play it, it's just Tell me, y'all sit here and wait. Y'all show me a, a story-based mm-hmm. game that's free to play without a ba- like. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I never see I that. Agree. So, mm, I so, agree. I, yeah, I would be surprised if this doesn't even have a campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think it would be any of that. I think this might just be some balls to the wall, new PvP thing. Because I know one thing about the Division people or Ubisoft, they wanted the Dark Zone stuff to work, and it never really fully clicked mm-hmm. in Division. That was supposed to be like their PvP game room, and it just it didn't work, you know. And um, 
I don't know. I just feel like maybe they have a new idea. Maybe they're going to try something new. Maybe it's a PvP PvE mode. I, I don't know what it is, but it's something. It's something. I'm the, so what, as you were like explaining it, like the, the thought formulated in my head, like it's probably a PvPVE mode in the dark zone, basically PUBG, but with like this division element like slapped on it, because I feel like that's a that is a market that the division and the people at Ubisoft could uniquely like. Mm-hmm strangle down mm-hmm. like they could wrestle that away from PUBG. i think very easily i think they're they're the the thing that everybody agrees about with PUBG is that it pioneered the genre but its implementation is garbage right like it's not a well-optimized game it doesn't feel good to play anymore especially when you look at like warzone and all these other games out there um but now you you bring the division in third person you know style similar to PUBG can do a lot of the same things that PUBG probably can do but now you're slapping that element of it's a smoother game it's optimized well for every system graphically it's probably going to be great because it's going to be designed for next gen and so on and so forth um and there's a reason why they're talking about putting it everywhere right they specifically said it's coming to PC consoles and cloud like they use that that term specifically what's mm-hmm. the reason to have all three of those things in a free to play game crossplay why would you want crossplay pvp you know br all those different things like that br genre is still it's still there's still a lot of things that you can tap into there right like i i feel like it hasn't really been innovated on or, or you know changed a while much since it's come out mm-hmm. so yeah imagine like you being out in the dark zone like everybody's parachuting into dark zone get i i, I hope that they don't do the whole looter shooter stuff. Like I hope that they scrap like, Oh, you could bring in your division two stuff. Like maybe certain things that you could bring in from division two. If you played it, maybe some synergy between those worlds, but I hope that your guns have nothing to do with it. I hope it's mm-hmm. purely like you drop in, you have to loot guns like in the world itself. You have to deal with the infected in the world and deal with real people. Like that would be, Oh, that would be so good. So man, you know, I was like, even thinking about a battle royale division, and that would be so spicy, bro. Like, yeah. I, you know, I love me like a man, a battle royale in a post-apocalyptic like New York or DC or wherever they choose for a location. You know what I'm saying? Like, and make the whole map a dark zone. You know what I'm saying? Because like we've seen like the first division map and how huge it was, and same with the second one. Like, imagine it like. And like filled with a hundred people, just like battling it out, and then like you have to look for your loot, and then you got maybe these, maybe maybe like the whole map is just regular, but then you add these dark zones where you got to come in with a mask filter in order to like loot the area, which will have high tier loot, and you got to find these mask filters and stuff like that, and like you only got like a limited time. Like there's so many things you can do to make the game so like yeah, it's for the battle royale genre, like that's different than others. And you know, yeah. out, out of see, like <laughs> it sucks because like we always, oh, well, at least I always say it's like everybody's always doing a battle royale. It's like it's good and bad because you know I'm saying the potential is good, but then it's like you know I'm saying that everybody's gonna do a battle royale. But like this definitely do have a lot of potential because I remember when the division first was announced, I thought it was gonna be like a Daisy type of game where it's like, yeah, um, you just roaming around the map with your boys mm-hmm. or your squad and yeah. you're looking for loot and everything like that to survive but like ended up becoming like a looter shooter or you have to get the highest tier but like if it's just like a battle royale where it's like you just loot and like 
you know, like any other battle where you just find the best weapons, what you can to survive and everything like that, then I think it would be like really dope. Yeah, man. Like, I don't, if, if they don't let us get our weapons, I don't care if they do or don't let us do that. But I do want my abilities from Division to be able to transfer over. I think that would be really cool because Division has some really unique things that they do with their ability systems with down to the way the mines work, down to the way the uh, the secret drones and all that kind of stuff work. I think that kind of stuff would be cool. Or if you don't bring it in with you, then, I don't know, figure out a way to put that in the game as like a drop item or something like that that I could pick up. But I want to be able to use that stuff in that game. I think that'd be really cool. Because, I mean, think about it, dude. You're behind cover, and it's a 1v3 or some shit like that. You throw the mines on the ground, and you take two of the dudes out, and then now you just... You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's some crazy plays that you can do if they're thinking about it in this way. But, yeah, man, come on, man. We all know that this is some mm-hmm. kind of PvP game coming. They're, they're, come on. <laughs> yeah, as long as, long as you don't implement the, the loot score to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got the, the highest loot from Division 2, and then you're just out here kicking ass because you have, like, the best loot. And it's Yeah, not, that wouldn't work. That like, wouldn't it, work. There, there should be no loot score system, you know what I'm saying? Of course, like, maybe loot when you go pick out your armor while you're searching the map, but, like, not no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like... But yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll so many do that because yeah, I don't, I don't think it works with a PvP game like that or a BR game. Like, I think that that can kind of kill the experience sometimes with this particular game. If if it's working out the way we think it'll work out, but yeah, I'm I'm really hoping it's a BR. Mm-hmm. That would be so freaking dope, man. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought it up, man. I'm so glad you you like. Mention it in that way because I really wasn't even thinking about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. and and Manny, to your point about the setting, like I think based on the fact that it's called Heartland, it'll probably take place in the middle of America, like some rural area. So I think they're trying. Mm-hmm. To, I think that's part of why they're staying away from like the city area because it's probably harder to make a BR game in like New York, you know, where you yeah. have, mm-hmm. have to be on these, you know, like skyscrapers and jump top from the skyscrapers, so on and so forth. I think they're trying to focus on a not necessarily smaller, but more manageable experience and having it mm-hmm. a little bit flatter. There's more diversity of terrain and whatnot. Mm-hmm. A bit more open spaces, you know, room for sniping, so on and so forth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, man. And there's some wild builds in Divid- see, oh, see, that's the thing. Let me let me stop because I'm I'm thinking about too much. If it's yeah. a if it's a true BR, then the builds wouldn't even matter. So let me shut that up. That doesn't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, yeah, and to your to your point, Chris, about like some of the abilities too. I just hope those are drops. Those are world drops. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. there's things you can loot. Like, oh, secret mines here. Like, okay, I got secret mines. Now. Yeah, like that would be the best way, in my opinion, to handle it. Even yeah. relative to the story too, right? Like, I'm sure that they can weave this into you know some sort of story. I think that you know, like I was saying, the thing that that this shows us, and that the article that they released shows us, is that they're really, really committed to expanding the Division franchise, right? So they're, they're making this new game, this free-to-play game, they're making the mobile game. Um, they even showed in their roadmap, like Manny mentioned, you know, they're still working on Division 2 content, they're also working on a novel, they're working on the film with Netflix, they, they pretty, mm-hmm. much that, pretty much locked down, right? I think they said um, Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal are going to be in the movie, like, those are pretty big names, you know, so it definitely seems like Ubisoft is committed to making the division like a thing long-term. Yeah. And, sure. you know, even further to that point, I haven't watched it yet. 
<clears throat> so I can't really speak on it too much. But apparently that uh, that new movie that just came out on Amazon Prime. Um, oh my God! Without remorse. The Tom Clancy. Yeah. yeah. Without remorse. There's oh, a yeah. that it kind of sets the stage for like a, a a bigger universe of Tom Clancy movies that may also mm-hmm. tie into the games. Um, you know, I'm wondering if Ubisoft may have a little something to do with that too. Like maybe the Division game ties into some, or sorry, the Division movie ties into that movie. Like, who knows? Who knows at this point? Mm-hmm. Ubisoft definitely seems to be committed to it. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it in E3. I'm not really sure if Ubisoft is going to be at E3. I'm pretty sure they're still going to be doing their like Ubisoft Award event. event. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it should still happen around the E3 time frame. So hopefully we'll see more. I'm looking forward to seeing the new Far Cry game a little bit more too. And Oh, yeah. I forgot that game was supposed mm-hmm. like Wasn't it supposed to come out in February? And uh, like, yeah. of course. Yeah. Just like everything else. Good old COVID. Mm-hmm. Good old COVID. Good old COVID. Yeah. Uh, but yeah you know e3 should be a fun time you know i we i know this week we just got a little bit of news that um we got some more exhibitors coming up i think uh square enix mentioned that they're gonna have a presence at e3 this year um so you know i'm definitely 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 hoping to see more i think uh sega announced they're gonna be there gearbox said they're gonna have some new plans so i don't know who who knows at this point but we want to dive into the the big big topic for this week the big yeah. Mm. Big thing that everybody's pretty much been talking about, which is the Epic versus Apple trial. A lot mm-hmm. of really interesting stuff coming out of it. Um, so the, the pretty much started at the beginning of the week with uh, Sony. Uh, I guess not necessarily a testimonial from Sony, but a lot of news coming up. <coughs> Sony and Epic and their dealings. Some pretty wild stuff we're hearing about. Some emails um, back and forth between um, Epic or, or Tim Sweeney's... Uh, Tim, Tim Sweeney, who is the kind of CEO of Epic, um, and then someone over from Sony kind of having the conversation around crossplay and how Sony basically just tried to bury it, <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which isn't really news, right? We already knew that Sony wasn't on board, but we didn't know to what extent, right? Like, um, you know, basically Tim Sweeney reached out and said, hey, you know, uh, crossplay is coming. <laughs> to Fortnite, it's it's coming across the industry, whether you like it or not. Uh, like Fortnite is the biggest game on the planet. It's the biggest game on PlayStation, which is something he outright said in the email. It's the biggest game on PlayStation. You guys need to get on board with this because it's going to happen with or without you. Basically, told him we're going to do this whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Sony, you know, Sony's re- rebuttal was saying like, "How does this work for us? Right? Like, there's there's no way that we make money off of this situation if you make crossplay available to everybody. It doesn't help our business model, which obviously is true. But man, does it, it make Sony look so Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and you know, as as time <clears throat> day of the trial, we also got some documents that released coming. Come to find out that the only way that Sony plays ball with developers to allow crossplay on their platform is if they pay Sony. The only, the only uh, out of the three console makers, they're the only one that's demanding this, right? Like they're forcing developers. If 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 I'm well, obviously now Psyonix is owned by Epic, but beforehand when they weren't, if I'm Psyonix and I want uh, Rocket League to have crossplay, I have to pay Sony royalties, which is freaking stupid, man. That's crazy. So apparently it's the the way up, they don't have the exact numbers, so I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that in a moment. But if you make at least ninety or I think it's eighty five percent of your profit on PlayStation Network, then you don't have to pay Sony 
any royalties. But if you make mm-hmm. more money on other platforms, then you have to pay Sony money because mm-hmm. the fact that it was crossplay supposedly helped them sell your game. That is so <laughs> disgusting. It's amazing, bro. Like, wow. it's disgusting, uh, bro. I have actually the chart in front of me. Um, my yeah. bad. Yeah, so if you want me to read it, um, yeah, yeah it's disgusting it. because, like you said, ninety percent. So, for example, if they make a month That's one crazy. one million dollars and ninety percent, or what should be nine hundred thousand, is PlayStation revenue, then they're like, okay, well, you don't have to worry about paying us. But then it's like month two, they pay one million. Uh, they make one million dollars, and then Sony only makes six hundred thousand dollars. Then like, all right, well, for this month you gotta pay us fifty-two thousand five hundred bucks, which is stupid because like ninety percent is a high number for the uh, game on all three platforms or four if you want to count Nintendo Switch. But I mean, like, you, it's just impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can they're gonna make a lot of money on PC because there's a lot of PC players. They're gonna make a lot of money on um. You know Xbox Two, and you know what I'm saying. Like, there's no way it's gonna get that number. So I just don't understand why. Well, I mean, obviously, it's a business in the end of the day, but like, it just makes them look like a crappier company because then you got companies like Microsoft was like, well, you know, here you go. I'll uh, you you can play my platform. We do cosplay, totally free, no cost. And you know, even with recent news, where Microsoft is like cutting their profits from like I think it was like thirty to twelve percent. You know, say like. And Sony out here just like, oh, you want you want crossplay? Oh, you want to play with your friends on PC? Well, I mean, you know, well, Epic, you got to pay us this much, you know, what I'm saying cut cut into your profits just to you know even have that option. It's so scummy, man. Ah, oh, man, they are you go, you go. No, no, you no. Go. I, I was just gonna say every week, like it's you know, I feel like we're just hearing more and more things where Sony sounds anti-consumer, anti-developer, like it's just. It's just not a good look. And Mm -hmm. and the thing that I think is interesting, and I'll just say this, and then Chris, I want to hear what you have to say. Um, So Sony and Epic are like buddies lately, right? Like Sony's invested a lot of money into Epic recently. Um, Specifically, you know, they were the ones showing off Unreal Engine 5 for like the first time. Like it seems Mm -hmm. like there's definitely like been a partnership here. But this trial's airing out a lot of dirty laundry, and I don't know how Sony's mm-hmm. gonna feel about that, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. immediately this trial this this trial has nothing to do with Sony, and yet Sony's getting painted <laughs> as a bad <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> like they it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I'm sorry, Sony, but yo, you kind of played us, so we're gonna play you too. That's how it feels. That's how it feels, right? Like Epic, mm-hmm. you know, Epic's no saint in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely out to make money. But the things that they're doing to make money end up kind of being pro-consumer in a way. It's very weird. Very, very mm. weird. Because they're doing some yeah. shady shit, too. But, you know, it works out for us. But, man, is it interesting, bro. Uh, Crystal, I, w- I want to hear your two cents on this, man. What do you think? I, I just think it's super alienating, man, how how they're going about handling some of this stuff. And it's it's almost like... I'm curious about the legalities of some of this stuff. That that that's just being real, you know. What I mean, because like, I'm not gonna sit here and talk like I know the exact details on how all this stuff works. But Sony, like, monopolies are not allowed, right? You can't just monopolize one industry by yourself and just that's it. You cannot do that. So stuff like this, under the cuff stuff that they're not even announcing to people, it's not really public knowledge until it comes out to the light of day. Like this is like you said, disgusting. And it's very, very, 
underhanded. Um, it's very insecure. That's another word I could use for it right here. Because if y'all was so high and mighty and you guys really didn't feel like y'all had no problems, you wouldn't be doing all this bullshit to kind of make sure your competition stays where you want them to stay. Um, I don't know. They haven't adopted the idea of giving your gamer options. And I feel like Microsoft has taken that and embraced the fuck out of it. And this, this is what it is. Like, it almost feels as though you could walk up to Phil Spencer right now and ask him, hey, man, do you care if I play a, a PlayStation? And he's probably going to be like, no, nah, bro, I probably play it sometimes, too. Horizon's a great game. I feel like that's how he would respond. But that, that is now, how you go- have responded, too. That's great. He right? talks about that all the time. He's not trying about it. I guarantee if you walked up to a person who's in the same position as him for Sony and you asked him the same question, you wouldn't get the same response from them because they're not worried about that. They're more concerned about the consumer. You know, Goop just mentioned, you know, the whole profit thing we talked about a week or two ago is humongous. All this is doing in my eyes is if I'm a developer and I'm looking at this like because it was a monthly thing that they have to pay, right? It wasn't just a one-time fee. And it's a monthly amount that you have to give me. I have to pay you in order for you to get my game where I want it to be. Or I can go to another platform that's going to put my game in a lot of different places, and they're actually going to pay me more of the money and give me more of the profit margin. Like, it, you're making the decision for folks, damn near. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how will y'all... This is not how you build good rapport with folks. Mm-hmm. This is not how you uh, build good trust with people. And this is not how you make your, not even just the consumers, but anybody who was thinking about buying a PlayStation, like they, they, they look twice at it from this type of stuff, man. How we, we sit here every single week and praise Game Pass in some way, shape, or form for it being consumer-friendly, for it being uh, very forward-thinking, for it being all these really, really cool things. But yeah, like you said, it seems like every single week there's some new news that comes out that's like, wh- what are they doing? Like, I-, I just don't understand that. It's to the point where they have loyalists that buy their consoles just because, right? Just because. Why is that not good enough? Like, why why, why y'all sitting there doing all this extra shit if you guys are at the top already? I, I feel like this really very much says that they are at least a little bit threatened. <laughs> at least a little bit. And, uh... It's competition, you know, and I and I think it is, that's, but that's damn. why Microsoft is doing what they've done in the first place, right? Like it's it's in the spirit of competition. Like Microsoft knows that these pro consumer, pro developer moves that they're making will lead to the eventual success of their platform, right? Whether that platform is Xbox Series X or that platform is X Cloud or Game Pass or what, like the, the Xbox ecosystem benefits from the moves that Microsoft has been making for making everything just friendlier for everyone. And the only reason that Sony's doing this is because they're the market leader, right? Like they are the, they are the big dog at the table. <clears throat> people are playing their system. They, ha- they have the mind share. When people think about gaming, they think about PlayStation, right? But that tide can change again. Like everything, everything about gaming ebbs and flows, right? So Xbox initially came out, the original OG Xbox came out. It wasn't it wasn't holding a candle to any of the other systems, right? Like I think it was it was a dead la- actually, I don't know. It might have been neck and neck with GameCube. I'm not really sure on that one, but PlayStation 2 was the thing at the time. Then Xbox 360 came out and PlayStation 3 came out. And Xbox 360 was whooping their ass for a while because 
the system PlayStation 3 was too expensive at the time and developers were having a really hard time developing games for it so they just were making more games for Xbox right so again anti-consumer because the price is too heavy and anti-developer because developers are having a hard time making the games then we get to the Xbox One generation and the PlayStation 4 generation. And Microsoft got super cocky, just like PlayStation had gotten cocky the, the generation beforehand. And we saw what happened. PlayStation fucking destroyed them. And now it seems like history's repeating itself again. Anti-consumer moves, anti-developer moves. And Microsoft is doing and saying all the right things right now. They're firing on all cylinders. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it may not happen the same way. It's, it's not going to be as messy right now um, as it was back then. But eventually the tide's turning, right? Like Microsoft is gaining that lead. Things are things are coming around. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just wild. It's wild to me that, that Sony's putting themselves in this situation. And Chris, you mentioned like how scared they sound, right? Like I'm just going to read a, a little excerpt from um, this article on The Verge here. Uh, so Epic's uh, CEO, Tim Sweeney, confirmed in testimony today that Sony is the only platform holder that requires this compensation for Crossplay, the same compensation that Manny was talking about with the uh, the, the 90% revenue share or 95 or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. So he said, quote, in certain circumstances, Epic will have to pay additional revenue to Sony. Uh, if somebody were primarily playing on PlayStation, but paying on iPhone, then this might trigger compensation. Sweeney also revealed that Epic had to agree to pay these additional fees to Sony in order to enable crossplay for Fortnite. Sony also stipulates that in the policy, publishers can't transfer currency to or from PlayStation, and that there must be a settling to disable all uh, cross-platform interactions. So, like, there's different um, stipulations beyond what we've probably seen, you know, from these documents that talk about how crossplay is set up and all that stuff it's just it's just weird that like sony just just tried so hard to stand in the way of it man like mm-hmm. i know that um you know with destiny cross save not even cross play just cross yeah they, you know bungie was trying to get that working and they had to fight with sony to get that going we're talking about cross save just cross save like i don't know man i don't know i don't mm-hmm. yeah i mean I remember too, like when the whole first all happens because Sony's just so greedy with their like, oh, but if you know if it's on Xbox and play, uh, PlayStation PC crossplay, you know what I'm saying? If they buy it on Xbox, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna get that profit. It's basically like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just so greedy and like, like I understand that, but like when. Like, you know, you want your money in the day. But if you put yourself in a situation where you make yourself look greedy like that, it's just going to put a pet, but bad taste on people's mouth. And, you know, like me personally, like if I was a PlayStation player, I would just buy you <laughs> buy like the stuff on the PC just so I could be like, ha, you ain't getting the money. But then like now it's like, oh, but PlayStation is going to get a royalty because of it. And, you know, yeah, it's just it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. PlayStation in the end gets their money. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like why they put you know like in an impossible situation right like that's what it feels like because, mm-hmm. because like you said right like okay so if i'm a, if i'm a player and i hear about this and i'm mad about it what do i do like if i'm yeah, you... a cross-platform or a cross-play game and i, and I spend my money on another platform sony still gets that money that's bullshit 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the other, only other alternative is to just play, like, spend spend the money with Sony's platform, and then they make the money yeah. anyways. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. And I guess, yeah. uh, you know, obviously nobody said anything else about this since it's come out. Like we're recording this on Sunday. This this news came out, you know, earlier in the week Monday. There hasn't been any news to say that this isn't the policy anymore. There's a good chance that that stuff could have changed, especially with all the, you know, the way that crossplay has been switching over. But the more you think about it is like, what is Activision doing? So Activision has to pay, like, obviously, um, uh, Call of Duty is crossplay. Yeah. Amazon is crossplay. Like, mm-hmm. Apex crossplay Apex, now too. Even Outriders, man. Outriders is not even a big game and has to probably pay too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Pay? Like, what? Mm. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. That's if wild. Yeah, if I'm if I'm developer A, B, or C, why am I why am I even gonna bother doing crossplay on a Sony console if I have to do that? I'm just gonna put the game out, yeah. whatever it's on PlayStation, and now I'm just gonna make sure that crossplay works between PC and Xbox and maybe Switch, and that's yeah, it. yeah. Like, what's the point? Obviously, in a way, you can kind of lose out because people. I don't know. I, I don't even know how that would work out, right? Because, yeah, obviously PlayStation is the market leader, so you want to enable crossplay there. But, like, will people not get your game because they can't cross, they can't play with people from another console? Like, is that, you know, like, I don't know. If I'm a developer, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen that yet, right? Like, I don't think there is a scenario where we've seen it where you can crossplay with everyone other than PlayStation. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either. Maybe I have that's something the developers might do now. If so, let's say this policy still exists, but now people know that the policy exists. Maybe the developers weren't doing that in the past because they were afraid the backlash would come onto them. But now people know, like, hey, this I have to pay this extra money to Sony. I'm not freaking doing crossplay for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the backlash isn't going to be on the developer; it'll be on Sony. People know why that's happening now. So mm-hmm. I think I and I, and I I really think Epic knows what they're doing here with this man. I think mm-hmm. they they did this to kind of like slight Sony a little bit, even though they're all buddy buddy right now, whatever what have you. Like somehow the only people that come out of this looking bad right now is Sony. You know, moving yeah. up to the next thing about this trial, like the 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 um I think the next day or two days later, Microsoft's information kind of started coming up. Like you know we started getting some more. Uh, stuff on on what they've been doing so hold on here let me just pull it up real quick basically it started off with a testimony from the uh the vice president of xbox and i don't know there was this weird moment where (laughs) there was a conversation around whether or not microsoft makes money on their xbox console i feel like we all know that you know the platform makers don't make a lot of money if any money off of their selling the consoles, right? The money is really made from the services, selling Xbox Live, selling PlayStation Network, and then obviously selling the games as well. Like, people don't make money on hardware. That's generally mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Apple is like a different beast altogether because they make nothing but profit off of their iPhones. But generally speaking, most people don't make as much money off of hardware as they make off of services. The hardware is really just a catalyst to kind of, you know, get you into the ecosystem so that was kind of one of the first big revelations um and i think people were really surprised by that but i think it's weird because it's not to me it's not surprising i don't know how you guys yeah i mean i mean i think i 
we should all know at this point, especially like with the next gen console, putting all these you know hardware to make the most powerful console. Like obviously they're gonna lose money just for make it you know yeah. a reasonable price. <laughs> so like, so I'm not surprised that you know like you know Xbox or PlayStation you know is gonna lose money at the hardware because you know in reality you're trying to make a these systems more profitable by you know selling it to these people so they can lose the services they're gonna lose money in the end because they're gonna they're trying to make the most powerful system in the world which means the most updated parts and everything like that so of course they're gonna lose out money you know trying to make it affordable to users but i mean you know like you know like we've seen you know they have game pass playstation plus and stuff like that that you know is making up for it like I remember we were talking about it, like, I think it was last month where Microsoft had 20 million uh, Game Pass users, which means that, you know, they made, like, around $200 million if you want to average it from, like, the lowest pricing subscription. So, like, you know, the money, the money's there when it comes to subscriptions. And, like, yeah, they haven't made the money on the, the consoles, but they're making up for it in the future as, you know, keep on going. And, like, I mean, imagine having 20 million concurring Xbox Game Pass users, you know what I'm saying? That's two hundred million dollars a month, and like, just like that. You know what I'm saying? Within a year, you could probably make like a billion, couple billion dollars. But so like, you know, like, you know, I mean, if people find a surprise, then it's probably like you know something that people don't really look much into. But like, I mean, this is kind of like old news for us yeah, exactly. nerds. No, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but, but you're totally right though, man. You know, it's 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 new, it's old news to us. But you know, at the same time, like Microsoft's really just focused, like. For a company that's as big as Microsoft, right now they're like a thousand percent in growth mindset, right? They're doing really mm-hmm. crazy ambitious things to just grow Xbox and grow that ecosystem. Like they're like, all right, whatever. We're 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 making the most powerful system we can possibly make. We're gonna lose money on that. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But we're gonna focus on Game Pass. That's the platform that's gonna be the breadwinner down the road. And then even all the money that we're making with Game Pass, they're reinvesting immediately, right? They're doing the Outriders deals. They're doing the deals with EA, the potential deals that we might be seeing down the road. Like, for example, um, we got some information actually from this case with some of the documents that came out. Stalker 2 is going to be exclusively on Game Pass for, um, I, I think, at least three months or something along those lines. Um, the I forget the name of the game. I want to say it's The Goop. <laughs> I don't think it's hmm. The Goop, though. But like The Goop? <laughs> There was a Somebody owe you a check, man. <laughs> that um that are going to be exclusive to Game Pass, you know, because that's Microsoft cutting those checks and and investing in Game Pass long term, so that they can make the money, you know, make up the money that they're losing on the Xbox consoles. But even still, Manny, you know, um, some other documents that we got out of this case that you mentioned as well is the fact that Microsoft's toying with the idea of reducing their cut, um, of Xbox games, not, and it's something that we talked about last week as well, but not only reducing their cut on, um, which they've already done with reducing their cut on PC games, but also reducing their cut on uh, Xbox games. So that's interesting as well. Um, a couple of the things we got, it, it's, it's, I just want to reiterate how wild it is that we're seeing this stuff in a court case too, right? Like, like mm-hmm. real tangible news. Like, Epic is really just out here airing out everyone's dirty laundry. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, gotta love it. We got like a a, a couple redacted um, documents mm-hmm. showing some stuff that was supposed to release last year. There's like a number of things that were taken out of there too, which tells me that a lot of that stuff is probably going to be released or hasn't been announced yet. That's going to be released soon for Xbox, right? Like the the documents showed 
um, that Outriders was supposed to come out back in November 2020. So that shows you how old the documentation is. It showed that uh, Halo Infinite was supposed to be coming out at that point. So there's probably some stuff on there that we don't know about just yet that we're probably going to hear about at E3 that's supposed to be getting released maybe this this fall. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of really cool shit, man. There, there's even um, a document that... I want to... I almost said leaked, but it's obviously not leaked at this point. But that came out through the trial that showed um, Microsoft did an internal review of The Last of Us Part Two, like freaking cool, right? Like they they basically said um, they what was the quote? Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna find it here. Mm, okay, so they were pretty big fans of the game, obviously because it's a great game. Um, but the quote was that this game sets a new bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve going into a new generation of consoles. So, like, Microsoft internally sees that game as the bar to set, which they should because it's a fucking amazing game. But that's the bar to set for how they want Xbox exclusives to be down the road. Like, mm-hmm. that 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 document shouldn't have seen the light of day, right? <laughs> <laughs> they even threw a little bit of shade at, at um, Naughty Dog. You know, they, they praised the game largely, but they, they talked about how uh, the shooting mechanics are terrible <laughs> and continue to be terrible in Naughty Dog games. They've always been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, Uncharted's yeah. terrible shooting mechanics, and obviously, The Last of Us, terrible shooting mechanics, too. But it's just, it's crazy to see all of this stuff. And um, yeah. kind of the last one, too, the last bit of information that came out of this case in regards to Microsoft in particular was that um, Tim Sweeney and Phil Spencer had a conversation through email that kind of foreshadowed the fact that they were going to sue Apple <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and kind of giving them the heads up and saying, hey, like, you know, maybe you guys should be, take down the paywall for Xbox Live. Like he kind of solicited Phil to make Xbox go free to play on on Fortnite in particular, but also other you know, obviously it led to other games that are free to play not having to be behind the Xbox paywall. Um, and I think that's really cool too. Like it's, I don't know, just, it's just really telling. Like Epic is kind of like pulling the strings in the industry in the background, mm-hmm. like a lot of little mm-hmm. things going on. That's why I say they're not, they're not saints in this situation, right? Like they definitely got some blood on their hands, but mm-hmm. man, the shit that they're doing is really, really interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, within all of that stuff, obviously that was a lot stuff on the xbox side but you know chris i, I want to get your take on some of the stuff man what what do you think uh it's it's a doozy um yeah i, I just keep going back to just you know how disgusting a lot of that is man in terms of just how playstation is trying to go about doing things it just uh, oh man <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, that it, it's a bad look, man. Like I know I keep saying that, but it's like I don't know what else to kind of say in this situation. Just because yeah, like you said, Epic is making it so that way whatever happens here, they're they're not looking like the victim, but they're definitely not looking like the bad guy either. But they out here just straight stirring the pot. And it's like, all right, word, y'all don't want to play nice. You know that button that uh, Mr. Burns got when he'd be calling the dogs? And he'd be like, release the hounds. Oh, God. Bro, that's what Ubisoft just did. They just hit the button on him. They're just like, yeah, all right. And now they're on my fault. Epic, yeah. They're just looking at the window, just excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're doing, man. Um, All I can say is I'm happy 
that Microsoft is not like this. I am happy that as of right now, uh, it seems as though we've chosen a good platform to kind of invest our money into and to kind of like back for the most part. Because this is what you're supposed to be trying to do as a consumer. You know, you want to find a brand that kind of represents your values and that also gives you a fair deal. And it feels like this is a fair deal and it feels like all they're doing is literally helping the deal just get better and better for us later on. Because that's how I look at it. It's not this. This is just going to benefit us later. This is all this is going to do. Mm-hmm. Who the Microsoft of all companies though, out here giving us a, a fair deal, right? Like one of the biggest yeah. corporations on the planet, and they're just I don't know, way more pro consumer than any other company that we've seen, you know, in, the, yeah. in this situation in quite a while. Like it's just very weird. It's weird to like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's yeah. praising Microsoft in particular but okay. yeah i mean you know it kind of goes back to like the last generation launch you know what i'm saying it's kind of like a good thing that you know they had a pretty bad rocky launch and how like sony you know had their way out here taking shots at xbox and now xbox is doing all their best to or or microsoft doing all their best to make sure that they're just making everybody happy so like hey man i was just... that's why competition is good mm-hmm. it is it does it does humble you for sure um the thing about this whole situation that's weird is that it doesn't feel like Sony's hit that humbleness point yet. They 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 haven't hit that wall yet in yeah, terms of the numbers. The numbers start popping. right. Yeah, exactly. That that's probably when it'll happen. But right now, it still very much feels like they're just sitting on the throne. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're Sony. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I'm just like, listen, man. Even the kingest of kings. Then got fucked somewhere because he thought he had it all together and he did it. And that's all I'm going to say is that just because you had a little bit of complacency or you had a little bit of success in the past doesn't mean you should be complacent now. So, like, the best parallel I can give you is um, music, right? So, music, the music industry, how actual music is sold today is a drastically different than how it was 10 years ago. You know, it's just, it's different. Um, but everything else had to change with it too. How the artists get paid, how streaming works in terms of where your songs chart now on the radio, all that stuff had to change with the with the streaming stuff. And it's just like, it feels like everybody else, not Nintendo, but everybody else is kind of playing a game where they're they're moving with the times. They're moving with the times, and it just this is. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot, and then they're gonna be caught looking behind or looking ahead. And there's gonna be some dust because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> these dudes are gonna be going ahead too far. And this is like it's funny because at the end of the day, they ain't gonna have nobody to blame but themselves. This is not like a this isn't a situation where you could say that they're doing a whole bunch of wholesome things and they're just getting screwed now because of things that are out of their power. No, no, no. This is all within their power, and they're making their own decisions. And a lot of it is an actual writing, and it's just. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's bad. The stuff in writing is really like, you know, I I think largely Sony knows that they're the big dog. Obviously, we talked about this before. Like they know that they can get away with some of this stuff because even even if they lose their numbers, right, they'll still be doing well, right? Like we talk about this all the time. Microsoft, they're firmly in number two and number three in some situations. 
but they're still like extremely successful. The Xbox One was an extremely successful console, sold more than mm-hmm. the Xbox 360. Like they're still making a lot of money hand over fist. But you know that that money will chip away a little bit as far as Sony goes. That, mm-hmm. that money will chip away a little bit if you start to lose you know faith in your gamers and and the competition is doing something that's so dramatically different from what you're doing and so pro consumer like at some level you're 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 watching them get on this train and watching this train roll and it's going to be almost impossible to stop right like like mm-hmm. we talk about this or i've talked about this with a couple other people you look at netflix right netflix is kind of the like that is the streaming service right everybody knows netflix it's a household name everybody talks about it everybody knows about it um everybody has it now mm-hmm. you think about like there's all these new entries like Peacock and um, freaking, uh, my God, what's it called again? Well, skip some other ones. Disney Plus, uh, HBO Max. I'm trying to think of the one that just came out. Discovery. I don't, uh, yeah, that's the mm, like, all there's the also the Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, yep. Like, there's so many other little random services that exist out there. And as much as Disney Plus and, and HBO Max are like probably the closest one to me, like Disney. Disney's Disney. I think Disney will eventually get there, but it's still not bigger than Netflix, right? Netflix is like a juggernaut right now when it's when you talk about streaming services. So like, you know, in comparison, Microsoft is trying to set up their own Netflix right now. They're trying to they're trying to be that service. So yes, maybe a year or two down the road, Sony wises up and says, "Hey, this thing is moving. We should probably jump on." Like Microsoft is building up enough goodwill enough uh mind share about game pass like it might be too tough to stop when it when they start yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it might be too tough but you know i guess I guess that's why i say they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot man because exactly. they it's like you have it it ain't like they gotta fight to get it they have it already yeah. in terms of the top spot right how you not trying to keep it you just you're just happy that you have it you know it's like there's a big difference in your your movie coming out and being box office for like one day, and then being box office for fucking two months in a row. You get me? Like there's a there's a difference, man. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep fighting for it. You gotta keep fighting for it. They have the they have the games, man. That's the one mm-hmm. thing people are always talking shit about Xbox. Like they don't have these exclusive this that the other. They have the games. Sony has the games. It's like it's nothing for them. They could just. Yeah. Start throwing all them games in there. They could do Game Pass, and people would buy it. Like people would buy it hand over fist. I'm actually mm-hmm. very confused that they haven't done that yet because I thought that was easily coming. I thought as soon as the numbers were starting to come out with how much uh, Game Pass I was doing, that it was a no brainer, and they were just going to copy it. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that we are in March of 2021. I mean, March, May of 2021. And they didn't even try to do that shit yet. Like that is a very easy fix to me. And yeah. they could even charge more. They could even charge more. They could they could charge probably, more. probably. And they haven't even tried, bro. Right. Not even that is. I would do it because <laughs> it's a good deal. Like regardless of what like line you like stay on, a good deal is a good deal, man. Like I'm sorry, I got a really, 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 really really like your brand of milk for me to say, all right, I'm going to pay this $6 for this jug of milk over this two for three over here. That that milk better be in. Otherwise, it's not happening. <laughs> you know, it's just, like, what are you talking about? Like, come on, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. That milk better be 
It better be the milk from the cartoons in a little glass container that they used to drop off. You know how when there was the actual <laughs> milkmen yeah. that used to come drop off milk at your crib? Yeah. It better be something like that. It's just straight off the line. Like, that John better have been pasteurized that morning, boiled that morning. Fresh. Get all my stuff out of it and come deliver it to you, boy. Otherwise, I'm going and I'm buying the two for three because that's a good deal. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good deal. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I love it. It doesn't make sense, man. (laughs) On that note, let's get Chris milk. (laughs) They need some milk. If that segment don't end up on the No Context Gaming channel. Oh, God. (laughs) Listen, man, I got them analogies for y'all asses, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's let's, let's wrap it up. We're running a little bit long here, boys. Um, But, yeah, great, great conversation around this stuff. This Epic versus Apple thing is, is crazy. I don't think it's over. I think there's probably some news we might be hearing, you know, here and there. Definitely a couple of the things we heard about, um, you know, Epic and how they've been making money around the Epic Game Store and the exclusivity with like Borderlands and whatnot. But there's just so much that's like the gift. Mm-hmm. That you're but, um, but yeah, yeah. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week for sure. Um, and then we also got, you know, another another month until E3. So this, the news is going to keep on coming, ladies and gentlemen. We'll mm-hmm. definitely be talking about it. Soon. And everybody. About two, three more weeks to bomb you. It comes out. <laughs> hey, for sure, for sure. All right, guys. Um, well, before we go, as we always do, Chris, Manny, where can the people find you? Chris, start it off. As y'all know, I'm on everything. M A Y two five T H X X on everything, and. Because that's also including Gmail. Oh, goodness. Right. You already know. You can find me on uh, Twitch, Goopmaster Flex, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Goopmaster Flex underscore TTV, uh, TikTok, No Context Gaming underscore. You already know how we do. <laughs> All right. Word. All right. Well, uh, Actually, speaking of TikTok, are we? Do we got the TikTok? Uh, uh, no, nah, no. Nah, yes and no. There's okay. some weird stuff going on there. Coming soon. Coming soon. We'll the TikTok <laughs> page. You'll see us out there. Um, but yeah, for me, um, you guys can find me Black Ice Eight everywhere. Xbox, Twitch, um, Twitter. You know, PlayStation, all the above. Uh, for me. On Instagram, the only difference is that it's going to be Black Ice Eight underscore Gaming. I'm also setting up a TikTok too. Actually, it's it's up now. It's Black Ice Eight underscore Gaming. I don't have any content on there yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, also make sure to check out our our podcast uh, IG at Xpack Pod, um, and of course, always like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. like and subscribe. If you give us a like, we'll give you some pie. No, that's not that. good enough. Don't, don't don't listen to him. Listen, I might if you give us out. a like, you might be able to help a starving brother eat tonight. That's a better one. That's a better one. No, man. That's a better one. We're just on one now. like a day you can give Chris. A, a new <laughs> Every like is like one French fry. Every like equals a French fry. Every subscription equals a burger. How about that? So, so show your support, people. Appreciate it. <laughs> But uh, we're going to get out of here for now. We'll, guys, we'll check you out next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our banter, for sure. See you guys later. Peace. Bye, <laughs> uh-huh.